Thanks for listening to the High Street Young Adults Podcast. For more information and how to get connected, check out highstreet.org slash youngadults. here tonight. Uh, I was thinking about this when we came in. I was like, do we remember how to do this, right? Like we're indoors, okay? Uh, I'm excited for what's to come uh, for young adults. This is our last gathering uh, of the summer. Next week we'll be off, and then I've got good news for you. From August 11th, okay, August 11th, all the way through December 1, we have young adults every single Tuesday night, minus I think there's Thanksgiving in there somewhere where we don't have it. But that's the pl- uh, what, what we're doing, basically. So we have next week off, and then we're full steam ahead, uh, and it's going to be a great semester. And, and I think I'm, I'm maybe more excited. Like we had, we had so much momentum last spring, right? Uh, we were seeing God do some awesome things. We we had people turning uh, some things over to God, and we were seeing people grow spiritually. And I think we've seen that this summer still. And what's awesome is, is that uh, in the midst of a pandemic, God is still moving, and I'm excited to see like what challenges lie ahead. With gathering this semester, I'm excited to see what happens and what God will do. Now, I want to tell you this. Young adults does not happen. We can't meet every week without an awesome team. And so we have what's called team track here at Young Adults. And so it's six weeks where we basically, as Jared always says it, we put some tools in your spiritual tool belt to help you better minister to people and serve people so that you can join us on mission, you can join our team. And so if you're interested in serving here at Young Adults, we, we would love for you to do that. And that starts August 25th. And all you got to do to sign up is you can uh, mark a connection card online, highstreet.org slash connect. Or you can let us know, message us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. We want you to be part of this team because we believe uh, that the joy of the Christian life is serving God and serving his purposes in the church. And so we're excited for that. I really am. I can't say the word excited enough for this semester. And so um, kind of the title of this message uh, that, that we've been putting out on Instagram is, what, like, what do you want the next 156 days of your life to look like? What do you want the next 156 days of your life to look like? Y'all know how many days are left in 2020? 156 days, according to Google. I checked it this morning. If it's wrong, uh, don't blame me. But there's 156 days left in 2020. What do you want the next 156 days of your life to look like? That's the question I have for you. And uh, but my inspiration for messages, right, like my time, you know what I'm saying? My time whenever I'm thinking through like, okay, God, like where, where I feel like I can, I can, I can feel like, where, where, what should I speak on, right? It's either in the shower or while I'm mowing the yard, okay? And so uh, this week you got mowing the yard. So <laughs> I thought that was funnier than what it was, but that really is true. I'm not lying about that. Um, so I was out mowing my yard last week, uh, this last past weekend, and I was sitting there thinking like, uh, and I'm thinking about it, like it's a dry season, you know what I'm saying, as it rained today, but it's been a little dry. If y'all have a yard, um, you probably noticed you don't have to mow as much right now. It's kind of that awesome time where you mow and your yard looks good for like two weeks, but the problem is it's a little brown, it's a little dry. I was out mowing my backyard. I hadn't mowed in two weeks, and that's sometimes an awesome thing. I really do enjoy mowing, right? It's an inspiration for this message right here, so I got to be thankful for it. But I was out mowing, and I noticed something. The grass was, like, green, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the grass wasn't green. It was, like, it was dry. It was brown. Um, you know, it's kind of like a dust bowl when you mow. But, yeah, then I look over, 
and on my fence line, there's this weed growing up my fence row, and uh, like I live on a farm, a fence row. I have a chain link fence, okay? I'm sorry. Uh, on my fence, there's a <laughs> fence row. There, there's a, there's up my chain link fence, there's this weed growing. And this thing is green, it's luscious, it looks good. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I don't want this weed here, but here it is. It's like growing so well, and it's green, and it looks good, it looks healthy. But meanwhile, what I want to be growing in this season is not growing well. And honestly, what I thought about is like, this isn't a great season if you want a green yard, right? If you want that green grass in your yard, you better have somebody coming to take care of it. You better be watering it. Otherwise, it's going to look like my yard. And I started thinking about this. I hadn't been outside in about two weeks, all right, to mow. And I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize that this weed was growing up. And I think that speaks to the season we are in as people right now. We want that green grass, right? We want that. But like, if we're not careful in this season, in this climate, in, this, in like our world today right now, if we're not careful, some weeds will grow up. If we're not paying attention to what's going on in our spiritual life, we might have some weeds growing up and not even notice it. The climate we're in is tough. Anybody else had a tough time the last couple months? I found myself several different times. I felt kind of numb lately, to be honest with you. I don't even know how to put into words what I felt. You get on Facebook and there's people arguing and fighting. You're on Twitter, it's negativity. Um, you, you know, the things that are just circulating. Everyone has an opinion. Things are complex. There's not a lot of right answers about a lot of things. And it's kind of overwhelming, right? The climate and the season we're in can be kind of overwhelming. And what we don't want, we don't want weeds growing up in the midst of this season in our spiritual lives. So we gotta pay attention to it. And I've, been, I've just been in this season myself where I've been a little bit on edge at times. I've done some things I'm not proud of. I've treated some people in ways I'm not proud of. I've said some things I wish I could take back. And overall, just my attitude, I'm like, man, like, God, I, something's not right. And I need, I need some sort of nourishment here, right? I need something to go on for me spiritually. And at first I didn't like this season, but now I'm starting to be thankful for it because I'm like, God, if I can see you right now, if I can grow with you right now, if I can understand what you're trying to tell me right now in this season, in this time of my life, I'm going to be okay in the other seasons. We forget that this world's not perfect. And I think about it like this, because anyone know like what the study of plants is? We're on a plant kick tonight. Anybody know? Botany, okay? Botany, that's like the study of plants. There's some crazy plants out there. There's plants that like negative 30 degrees, they still grow. That's crazy. There's plants in like the Sahara Desert that still grow. Crazy. These plants are like incredible. And what I did not realize was that uh, how plants respond to this stress, how plants respond to these environments, is actually kind of a mystery that's baffling to some scientists. I had no idea. Like, I thought we knew everything. You know what I'm saying? I thought we knew everything. But, like, how plants respond to this is, like, really incredible. And I saw a quote in an article that said this. It says, because plants can't relocate... When conditions get rough, their survival depends on quickly detecting changes in the environment and deploying the right defense strategies. That's good right there. 
You know what I'm saying? You, you can't change where you're at. Let me read that one more time. Because plants can't relocate. Sometimes people say, I want to move, I want to change countries, I want to change jobs, I want to move cities, I want to go somewhere else, I want to be in a different relationship, I want to change my circumstances. But guess what? You're still on a broken world. You can't leave planet Earth. You can't relocate like that. We're just like this plant. And I love this quote. Out of this article, it says, you can't relocate when conditions get rough. Their survival, picture yourself in here, your spiritual survival depends on quickly detecting changes in the environment and deploying the right defense strategies. What's our defense strategy? In this season and this climate that we're in, what's our defense strategy? The defense strategy that we can go to in a time of uncertainty, in a time of uh, a lack of truth and not knowing what the truth is, we can go to God's word. That that's the truth that will actually set us free that it's truth that's not going to let us down? That it's truth that gives us something hope and something more? And so as, as I was thinking through this, I'm like, man, what do I want my next 156 days to look like? When so much of what we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to do is stripped away, there's question marks, you're going back to school, are you? I don't know. It, you know, parents don't know what they're going to do with their kids. Things are different. A lot of uncertainty so what do I want in the one, next 156 days? I think I've gone from focusing on what can I accomplish to being like, man, God, I do want to accomplish. I want to achieve things. But I just want to know you. I just want to know you. And I always laugh at myself at how sometimes we think, or I think specifically, that we graduate past certain principles in Scripture. Like, I got that. I got that uh, over in Kid Street, they're teaching that. We got that, we're good. And, and that's kind of where I want to settle today is on something that I would consider like spiritual basics. And we're going to be in the book of Galatians and we're going to be in Galatians 5 and we're going to be talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And we're going to read this passage because I think it speaks directly to the situations and circumstances we are facing right now. Now before we read this passage, I want to break this down real quick. The book of Galatians backstory, a lot of biblical scholars believe this was the second book that was written during the New Testament time period, right? The book of James and then the book of Galatians. So this is early on in Christian church history. And this is the apostle Paul who was formerly a murderer of Christ's followers, right? At least a partaker in what was going on. And this is his writing. After he's had this Damascus Road experience, after his life has been radically transformed and changed by God, this is what he's writing to the churches in Galatia. And in this passage, you're going to see this talking of the Spirit. And what is the Spirit? In Western world, right, in Western civilization, sometimes I remember when I was a kid, I was like, I want to talk about that. Spirit, it just made me, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I understand that. It seems weird. Uh, and it's like, do we want to talk about that? But the Spirit is actually a beautiful thing. So if you've been to around church before, you might have heard something called the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, right, God. Son, Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit. That these are three in one. A triune God. The Godhead three in one. Father, Spirit, Son. Like, what does that mean? That's mind-blowing that, like, how can three things be one thing? There are some things that, in, like, they, they go past our realm of understanding, right? But would you want to serve a God that you knew everything about? Like, if God was small enough to fit into my little brain, I don't think he's a God worth serving. 
I don't necessarily understand that, that three in one, but what is the Spirit? Well, the Spirit is what Jesus promised to us, that it was going to be an advocate and a helper for us, a counselor, as Jesus is meeting with his disciples, and he's like, I'm not going to be with you that much longer, but let me tell you, if you ask my Father, he's going to send this advocate and helper to you. So even though I'm gone in physical body, this spirit will still be here. And if you're a believer, you have access to that. That's a great promise. And so as we, as we understand those things, let's dive into the word. Galatians 5.16, it says to this. It says right here, Paul's telling the churches in Galatia, but I say, walk by the spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And what's going on right here is Paul is saying there's a war going on. The war of your sinful flesh versus the war of the spirit, right? And you might see there, it talks about the law. When you read the Old Testament, what the law was was what God gave his people, the commands and teachings he gave his people to follow in order to show that on their own they could not be holy, they could not be righteous, they could not be without sin, because it was a standard set forth. God showed people, you can't do it on your own. And then he sent Jesus. And there's this, this, this war waging. Have you ever felt that? You ever felt that just internal struggle inside of you? I would say that across the world, anybody would say they felt that before. And in different ways, people try and, and, and articulate what that is. God's word says that's your flesh versus spirit if you're a believer. That we all have a sinful tendency, but God is also drawing us to himself. Verse 19, it says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, Sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's 15 things. But on the flip side, in verse 22, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of God, right, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. A few months back, we talked about Romans chapter 6, and this is a beautiful depiction of how Jesus' death on a cross, like we share in that, that that's how closely knitted you are with Jesus. That's how close he wants to be with you. That as a perfect person, a life perfect here on earth, he was crucified and killed. He who knew no sin was killed on our behalf as a payment. And that we actually get to share with that. We get to share in his death and resurrection and eternal life. We get to share in that. But look at the comparison and contrast. Have y'all felt those things? Anyone felt strife? Get on social media right now. In five minutes, you will see enmity and strife between people. You will see words of hate spewed between people. Y'all been jealous? 
You've been envious of somebody else in this season? I have. I look at my life sometimes and I'm like, I'm almost 30. I'm like, I'm not where I want to be. I want what someone else has. And I become unhappy with what I'm doing. That these things, these things of the flesh, they're these weeds that if we're not paying attention to, can grow up and we might not even notice it. And the worst part about it is sometimes it looks good. Sometimes sin looks good. It feels good for the moment. But that weed is going to choke out every other thing that's good in your life. The next 156 days of my life, I want more love. I want more joy. I want more peace. I want more patience. I want more kindness. I want more goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. That's what I want. Like, I'm never going to graduate past that. There's not steps in Christianity like, you're good, you got that, and you're good, you're, don't worry about it anymore. The, the next 156 days of my life, that's what, I, that's what I need. That's what I'm craving. That's what I desire and I long for. And I think so many people in our world are hurting. And at times I'm hurting. And we don't know how to describe exactly what we're feeling other than something isn't right in our lives. And I think that's God. He's wired us. For what? The fruits of the Spirit. I want that in my life. I know y'all want that in your life. Who wouldn't want those things? And so over the next 156 days, the rest of 2020, even though we might be in a dry season, in a season that is arid and uh, that is tough and that is challenging and that is difficult for so many reasons. Some of y'all right now have had your whole future blown up. Some of y'all had plans that you're not going to go be able to do now. Some of y'all had to adjust things. Some of y'all have lost a job. Those are tough things. And like, what, what are we going to do with that? What's one of the fruits of the Spirit? God wants to give us peace. And I love this. And to kind of wrap it up, it says in verse 25 and 26, it says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. But I love verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. That over the next 156 days, if you want to have a life that is honoring to God, walk in step with the Spirit. I want to ask Holly and Jake to come back up here. They're going to, they're going to sing one more song before we finish. But I just want to talk about just a couple more things here as, as we close. And I want you to think about this. That if you're not, if, if you've never accepted Jesus, you can't walk by the fruits of the Spirit. You can't step in, in, in line with that without a relationship with Jesus. That's a starting point. As you read through the book of Acts, which is, you know, the chronicles of the early church, which is early church history, you see that when you're a believer, you gain access to this. What did Jesus say? If you're a believer and you ask my father for it, you will have access to the spirit to walk by it. If you've never accepted Jesus as your savior, man, the frustration and the pain that you feel in life can be solved by that. Maybe you're in a season where you haven't been walking with God. And as you read through that list of 15 different things and you, you start to feel that that's some things that you're in your heart, 
you could start walking with God. What's going to stop you? God's not going God, God wants you to address the past, right? But he doesn't want you to live there. He doesn't want you to stay there. He's worried about your future. And what's going on with that? And I, I want to challenge you. This is my challenge. If you've never accepted Jesus, I want, you, I want you to call on his name tonight and ask for forgiveness. And it's as simple as saying, I want to walk by the Spirit. The second thing is this. If you're a believer in here, we are inundated with messages all around us. Social media. You get on Netflix and like, you think you're just going to watch a show and it's not sending you a message? There's messages everywhere discipling you, right? Trying to get you to think a certain way. Trying to get you to act a certain way. You click on the news. You can't even read the news without someone trying to disciple you. Someone trying to get you to think a certain way. And in a world where it's so hard to find truth, what I want to challenge you to do is to take tomorrow. Take tomorrow. And, and decide that, you know what? I'm not going to get on social media. I'm not going to uh, get, and I, I wouldn't even check the news. Don't even turn the TV on. Would you take that challenge of just completely unplugging, and instead of focusing on things that other people are telling you, would you take a time to focus on the truth that God is telling you? That's my challenge for you tonight. Let's pray. God, uh, I'm thankful for this group of people that they chose to gather, but I got to ask this group, if there's anyone here tonight that hasn't accepted Jesus, say that I want to walk by the Spirit. I want to walk with God. I want to walk in step with him. If that's you tonight, would you raise your hand and just acknowledge that to me right now? I want to walk by the Spirit. I haven't been walking with God. Maybe you're somebody that you're in here and you're saying, I I've strayed away for a little while. And I, I, I want to come back. I want, I want to follow you, God. I want to walk in step with the Spirit. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? Say, I've been away for a little bit, but, but I'm ready to walk with you, God. I want to walk by that spirit. If you're in here tonight and you say, you know what, I need to unplug. I need to take a step back. I need to pursue truth. And you would want to take that challenge. Tomorrow you would say, I'm going to put everything away, God. I'm going to fast from all that. I'm going to put all that away so that I can try and walk in step with you. Would you just put your hand in the air and just acknowledge that between you and God that, hey, I want to seek you tomorrow. I want to put things away and pursue your truth. God, thank you for allowing us to gather that in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of mass wearing and confusion and everything else, you're still God, you're still good, you're still working, and you have a plan and purpose for our lives. God, I pray that as a community we would pursue you, we would seek you, and we would draw near to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank mm -hmm. you.